1007. I'm so glad that you can join us. This is part of our leadership profile series featuring industry leaders who have thoughts and visions on solving specific problems. Today, we are speaking to Dale Berry, Senior Director of Simulia Product Experience at Deso Systems, which is known for, among other things, its 3D experience platform. Dale, welcome. Uh, would you mind telling us a little bit about who you are and your background, please? Well, thank you, Kenneth. It's great to be here. I really appreciate the invitation. Yeah, I'm uh, Dale Berry, and uh, I've been working for uh, Deso Systems Simulia for decades, actually. I, I started my career in the late 1980s at a uh, VAR, a reseller for the Abacus product, which is a well-known uh, finite element analysis structural solver. So, you know, I've been in the business for quite a while. I, I uh, have a technical background and I've done a little bit of everything that can be done in this industry. And uh, now I find myself on the uh, marketing strategy and, and marketing content side of the Simulia brand of Deso System. There is the trend to promote simulation to be at the upfront, the earlier portion of the conceptual design phase. And I'm wondering in your experience, Dale, are manufacturers and designers taking this approach? And if not, what are the barriers? What prevents them from doing so? Simulation really started in the uh, research uh, end, of, end of the industry at NASA, at corporate research centers. But obviously, the potential for simulation helping product designers to understand how their products really work is great enough to where, you know, there was this concept that, hey, let's get uh, designers to do simulation and it can help them make their products better. Uh, to be honest with you, that's still a work in process. I think that companies are still just as interested in that topic as ever before. And I know a lot of software vendors, including Deso System, are, are working on that. Um, how can I make better design decisions? You know, this is what designers want. And somehow I think the software industry historically interpreted that as, oh, hey, we need to sell that, that uh, designer uh, simulation software, and that'll take care of all of his problems. But I think that we've, we've gone beyond that. Everybody knows that it's not just the tools, it's collaboration, it's uh, the uh, sharing, it's uh, the intellectual property of the company that's in the minds of the designer, as well as the minds of the simulation team that is supporting him. You've got to bring not just the tools, but the people and the processes and the IP and the ideas together to make that possible. Uh, we do have customers that are having a lot of success and are making great strides and have, uh, in some cases, even already achieved the zero prototyping uh, future that we've been talking about. Let's talk about the idea of the zero physical prototype. The counter argument to that that I've heard is that if you have zero prototype, you are relying too much, trusting too much on the simulation software's prediction of how your product is going to behave and how, um, how are you going to put in safeguards to make sure that uh, this is actually accurate. Uh, there will always be a need for physical testing when it comes to certifying products for 
government regulations, you know, certifying the, the power of the radio uh, beam coming out of your mobile phone, for example, you know, you're going to have to do some physical testing uh, on the certification side uh, to, to, to certify that vehicle, just like you're going to have to always crash test a prototype automobile to make sure that it functions properly. You know, we're not talking about eliminating that kind of testing. We're really talking about eliminating the kind of testing where historically a designer would have said, you know, let me try this approach and then I'll build a prototype and I'll go see if it works. Or let me build these two approaches and test them to see which one is better. It, that takes an awful lot of time and expense. And I think that uh, simulation tools in the right context can help and, and are helping to eliminate an awful lot of that trial and error. And, and, you know, it's not really about the accuracy of the fundamental software. It has it. The, the question is about the methodology that the companies use and, and give to their designers, often that simulation methodology will be made by the simulation experts. That's where the reliability and the accuracy has to be baked in. We're not expecting designers to become simulation experts. We're expecting designers to have an open mind and see the value of picking up a, a, a you know, uh, preloaded simulation process, if you will, that's the democratization aspect, um, and, and use that within the context of his company's best practices to help him make better design choices. And, and that's happening. To some extent, the design phase, CAD, and the simulation phase, computer-aided engineering, are actually coming closer together. And I see that even in the software tools provided by people like Dassault. Um, but what are the disciplines that should be collaborating more closely? Are there cultural barriers or technical barriers that still prevent such, uh, such collaboration from happening? You know, honestly, I think all of us were trained in very deep silos in university. You know, you were trained to be a designer. You were trained to be a structural analyst with FBA. You were trained to be a mechanical engineer or a uh, fluid thermal engineer. And so, you know, we're not really going to be uh, eliminating those kinds of silos. In fact, you know, we need experts. I want to make it very clear that when we talk about giving simulation to designers, we are not talking about getting rid of simulation expertise. What we really are talking about, though, is bringing that expertise, structures, fluids, thermal, electromagnetics, you know, systems, controls, software, because many of today's products have some combination of all of those above. Uh, we're really talking about bringing those experts together uh, letting them interact more efficiently with the design product team, letting that product team benefit from the value of the, that expert knowledge. So that involves, that involves communication, that involves sharing, that involves uh, knowledge transfer, that involves um, uh, 
you know, the type of coffee house sharing where you, you sit down over a table and you bat ideas and, and results back and forth. That's the kind of collaboration that, that uh, we think is essential and that the software has to support uh, to bring uh, simulation knowledge together with design. During the pandemic, the type of coffee house style sharing that you mentioned happens in virtual spaces in web browsers, of course. Yeah, yeah. Are you seeing that there are more simulation software products that are now supporting people to be able to do that remotely? I think it's just a matter of time, years maybe, but still just a matter of time before the idea of accessing our design and simulation software, our design and simulation data on the cloud will be well accepted. 10, 20 years ago, when people were more baked into their own silo, you could conceive of the data being on that person's laptop, the knowledge being in that person's head, and everything they need is encapsulated at their workstation. But certainly work from home as, as uh, people are having to do during the pandemic um, and, and working globally, many of, uh, most of the design teams that we're aware of at large companies are global teams where, you know, despite the pandemic, they wouldn't be able to get together in person anyway. So they have to have uh, common software common user interfaces, common repositories, and, and really the cloud is the way to do that. I think the, day, the, the days of companies thinking, I'm going to invest and build my own, my own specific hardware data center to do that are, that are limited. You know, they will always have some need for their own hardware, but really um, the, the, the simulation and design tools that uh, we are focusing on and that we are producing are going to be cloud first and cloud oriented. And I would say not just cloud oriented, but even browser oriented. You'll be able to access the power of all these tools through nothing more than just a browser. Very good. Um, Dale, thank you so much for sharing your perspectives and comments with us. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Kenneth. Again, I really appreciate the invitation. It's great talking to you. You too. For more information about design simulation solutions from Deso Systems, go to the link in the text description. And with this, uh, I'm Kenneth Wong for DE247. And until next episode, we are out. Mm-hmm.